Well, we knew it was going to happen sometime. The roads are getting a little crowded again. More people are leaving their home office and going back to their original workplaces. Um, busier roads means a little longer commute time, a little more traffic in most cases when we're going to and from home. Well, so much for the quieter roads. So that means, again, we're going to have to step up our game, watch out for the other drivers who forgot how long it takes them com to commute or haven't really adjusted to the fact that the roads are busier again. We still have to work together. That means you. That means me. That means everyone. And I think a few people might need a refresher every now and then. Well, I'm glad you're here and welcome to another episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about what if there was an actual driver's retest for all the licensed drivers out there? Who should teach your kid to drive? And the bonds I've made between my students and myself when they're learning how to drive. Let's go. I recently wrote a, an article on my blog, the, the safedriver.ca, about what if a driver's retest was an actual thing? You know, that you've got your driver's license, you've been driving for X number of years, but when you want to renew your license, you should have to do a road test again. So I posted it in uh, on my blog, as I said, and I, I put it on social media. And I actually got some comments that actually surprised me. I think most people thought it was a good idea. So a few Facebook groups where people are a little bit um, outspoken, they speak their mind, I thought they would say, no, it's a terrible, it's a cash grab. Now, a few did say that. And a few said, how would you ever do it because of all the, the so many licensed drivers across every jurisdiction? How would you do it? Well, First of all, let's start talking about the positives about getting a, a retest. A retest, if it becomes part of the process and everybody gets used to it, of renewing your license, whether it's every five years or so, people are going to start maybe cleaning up a little bit and stop uh, cutting corners and, and, and whatever the case is. And when I say cutting corners, I don't mean while actually driving, but by bending the rules of driving. Now, there was a few comments that... People would say, oh, they would pass because everybody knows the rules of the road. Um, no, they don't. And, and it's not just by based on their uh, the way they drive. I've spoken to a lot of drivers, like people that will message me or in social media or, or whatever the case is. And, and in driver improvement programs, like licensed drivers, and they don't remember the, all the rules of the road. They remember a lot of them, but not all of them. And you have to know the rules in order to follow them. And for many people, the big part problem is following distance. That's It's not car lengths, and I won't get into that topic right now, but it's not car lengths, never was car lengths, it's measured in seconds. And most people will tailgate, and that's going to cause a, a failure because of a dangerous action. Many drivers can't control the speed of their vehicle to the speed limit because they always feel slow. So the ones that really can't control the vehicle, and they, they can't come to full stops, and they built the habits... They're not the ones who are going to pass. So is it going to be an inconvenience? No, there's actually a positive with this. There's actually a few positives. 
One, the people who are borderline or they get advice from someone saying, you know what, you should maybe take a look at your own driving. Maybe they'll get some professional help from a professional driving instructor who can help them pass the road test. So that means maybe they could become a safer driver. Maybe. The ones who really can't change and are terrible, then they get off the road. If they're off the road, our roads can be a little bit safer. Possibly. If the ones who are unsafe and they cut off and they do all these dangerous actions and they crash their vehicles, they're not driving anymore. So maybe there'll be less collisions on the road. If there's less collisions, there's less personal injury, perhaps. If that's the case, perhaps our insurance rates can drop or at least not go up quite as quickly as they do because there's claims every few minutes and across our jurisdictions. So there is a lot of positives. Now, how does the society help to get these tests done? Well, you'd have to hire more examiners. If you hire more examiners, you've got more jobs out there in the workforce. Paying for these road tests um, in your renewal process of getting your driver's license, whether it's in your jurisdiction is every five years like it is in mine, now you're adding more money into the economy. So it's really a win-win-win. I think those who feel threatened by this might be for the fact that, and no offense, you know there's something wrong. If you do know there's something wrong with your driving, why not own up? You don't have to tell anybody, Shh, not even me, but you don't have to face and, and, and put on a brave front when you realize that, yeah, there could be something you could improve about your driving and take a few professional lessons, just at least to confirm whether or not you are a good driver or you're not a good driver. And it's really tough to go away from your habits. So if you're habitually speeding, habitually rolling stops, habitually not signaling, yeah, lots of that stuff, then you're not going to pass. If you don't understand the rules of the road or you don't know how to drive safely because you spent so many years of not doing it safely and getting away scot-free, no pun intended, and you don't crash and you don't get caught, just, just for the hunch, you might actually become a better driver because of the fact that you wouldn't pass a road test. So what if they did it every five years? I'm in favor of it. A lot of people I put up in social media are actually in favor of this. So maybe we should lobby our government. What do you think? Hands up those who say, let's go for a road test again every five years. Hands up those who say no. Well, I didn't see any hands go up, so I think I'm going to vote for yes. One of the most common questions I get as a professional instructor is uh, whether or not parents can teach their kids how to drive. And, uh, well, if, if every parent did, then I'd be out of a job, I guess. But... Really, my best advice is not because I'm a driving instructor. It's not because I want to teach your kids how to drive. But when someone does ask me that question, I actually very quickly say, no, don't teach your kids how to drive. Now, it's not just the idea that it's tough for kids to listen to their parents at the best of times, let alone when you're behind the wheel of a car. But 
part of the problem is that as parents, you're an average driver. And how many things do you really know? How many things do you think are true, but maybe they're not? The rules are maybe have changed since you got your driver's license and you could be giving them old advice or just bad advice. So the analogy I've used for many years is just because you know how to brush your teeth doesn't give you the ability to fill a cavity. So just because you can operate your vehicle and you have a driver's license and you passed a test X number of years ago, doesn't mean you can break things down and teach your own kids how to make a, how to make a turn, how to do a lane change, how to turn left at lights, how to do parking, and how to look out for the other driver. I think you, you probably owe your kids a little bit more than that. We can just put our pride on the back burner for a moment and say, well, I'm a good driver. I can teach my kid. Well, not necessarily a good idea. There's things that you probably don't know. And to break it down, let us do it. We're trained professionally. We have an extra brake in the car. So that way, if they make a mistake, we can stop the car. We're trained professionally in order to break down the steps so that way, instead of just three or four steps to do something, we can break it down into smaller steps to make it easier. We can do that. We're also trained to reach for the wheel to control the vehicle if they can't. We, we don't really yell at our students either. I've never had that happen with myself in over 33 years as a driving instructor. So think about the money that you're saving. I think your teen is worth that, at least that, to get proper professional training. It's not so much that you can read a book and know how to do it. Because if everybody could be a driving instructor, why are there so many driving schools? I've had so many parents say, I could never do what you do. Good. So let us do it safely. And it really is about having a safe driver in your family. You don't want anything to happen to harm your teen. You don't want anything to happen to your vehicle. So let us show them things that you maybe didn't know. And maybe they can show you. And maybe together you can become a good driver, both of you, by letting a professional teach your teen how to drive. I like to, to know that I can make a difference with somebody. doesn't really matter what I do, whether I volunteer my time in my community with uh, Scouts Canada, or which I used to do, or coaching sports, or, or just being a good neighbor, or what have you. But being a driving instructor gives me that extra pleasure of helping somebody reach their goal. In our society, for many people, learning to drive is a big part of their life. It's something that they want to do. For some people, they get their driver's license so that they can get a job or they can make that commute to college or university. It is a big goal. It's a big dream that they can get their driver's license. And I get to be part of that. And for me, that, that actually does make me feel good. And uh, I can't tell you how many people that really wanted and needed their license to allow them to move up in their, their life. And knowing that the information I share with them helps them succeed and helps them pass their road test is, uh, is a really thrill for me, really. And it's something that I enjoy doing. 
So I, I had uh, a couple of students I had in my class. They were identical twin sisters. And uh, I started doing their, their in-car lessons. I just did a couple lessons each. But I got extremely busy and I switched them to another instructor. And I spoke to them and their parents and said they will get more regular lessons on a, on a regular basis if they switch. And they were like, okay, that's fine. So they ended up switching the instructor and they finished all their lessons and they did fine and they passed the course. But then it was time for, for their road test. And uh, the mom called me up and asked if I would take them to the road test <clears throat> because they, they liked me. They felt comfortable with me. Not that they didn't feel comfortable with the other instructor, but they, they kind of felt that they built a bond with me. And that's kind of nice. You know, as an instructor, you, you really want the best for your students. And it's much nicer when they believe in you as an instructor and that they do what you ask. And that was really kind of cool. So I took the first one, did a couple of lessons to get them prepped and warmed up, make sure that they were driving smoothly, safely, and legally, and took them to the road test and they passed. I'm standing at the counter at the back of the room, waiting for them to come back into the exam office. They came into the room, right behind them was the examiner, and uh, my student came over, ran up, gave me a big hug, and said, thank you, and the examiner looked at me, and I kind of smiled, and said, well, they, they appreciated my help. Well, a couple weeks later, the identical twin came in, and uh, I helped them, did the same thing, a couple lessons to get them all ready. They passed their road test, they had the exact same examiner, and, uh, they, the same thing happened. They walked in, they saw me at the back of the room at, leaning against the counter. They ran up, gave me a hug and said, thank you so much. And the examiner this time stopped. And he said, why do you get the hugs? And I said, it's, we build a bond. They appreciated that. <laughs> and he said, well, I don't get the hugs. And I was almost tempted to hug him, but I thought, nah, that just looked wrong that, you know, you're hugging the examiner. But Building a bond with my students that they believe in what I'm showing them, they believe in what I'm teaching, and when they do it, they actually works. And I think that's important for us to realize. If they can do the job the first time the instructor shows them and teaches it and explains it, they can now have belief in the instructor. So if you have belief in your instructor and you can do it, believe in everything they say, because chances are it'll all work out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. Be sure to check back every week as new episodes are published usually on a Sunday morning. Now, if you need to reach me, you can reach me by email. My email address is safedriver36 at yahoo.ca. You can also reach me on Twitter. I am at safedriver. If you'd like to ask me some questions or have an idea of what I should talk about on a future podcast, also drop me a line. Now, if you know someone who would like to sponsor a podcast, please also send them my email and I'll be happy to talk. Let's be safe out there. I'm Scott Marshall.